Welcome to Midlife Redesign Podcast. I am your host, Desiree Lee Thompson. I'm an entrepreneur, published author, coach, and mentor. I am passionate, driven, candid, and the creator of Desiree Lee Coaching for busy, high-achieving women who want to lead the second half of their lives with intention and integrity by reconnecting with their true self to take hold of their future. Midlife Redesign Podcast supports women who desire deep connection, contribution, and ambition from the heart for a richer sense of meaning and purpose. I offer straight talk with practical strategies to help courageous women unleash the dynamic visionary that they are by stepping into their personal power so that they can make real life changes in all areas of their lives, starting with themselves. So let's get started. Today's episode is called Why We Are Short on Time and How Self-Reflection Can Change This. Time. When did society, meaning you and me, become challenged by this concept called time? Does it really matter? if we even ask this question, is this question important and relevant to our lives today? I would say yes, it's definitely important to our lives today because many of us use time as a defense, meaning that we try to defend or shield ourselves with a defense mechanism, such as time, when we feel threatened or when we need to justify ourselves, one in the same. Let me explain You may have heard the terms time-starved, time-poverty, and time-pressured. If you are honest with yourself, you would have heard others or even yourself say, I don't have time to do everything I want. Time is too short. There isn't enough time in a day to get things done. I don't have time to exercise, vacation, or start a business. Whatever the case may be, we struggle with a lack of time. Using these declarations and affirmations of time, and yes, by the way, they are actually affirmations, you are using them as a defense or as an excuse to safeguard your ego. When you excuse or justify something, such as your behavior, you are fundamentally trying to protect your ego, otherwise known as your self-esteem or self-importance. You're trying to look good. We definitely struggle with time in general in the world we live in today, and it's usually the lack of time that we grapple with. But the more we tell ourselves with these words and phrases that we lack time, we will always, always never have enough time before we continue to affirm it into our subconscious. This is why self-awareness and self-reflection is key to changing our actions and the things we robotically say without conscious thought. When you get to know me, you will quickly see that I'm very self-reflective. I've worked on this critical self-analysis for years. This is a skill that is learned. It is not something you are born with. You need to practice it daily. You need to be consciously aware of your patterns of behavior other people's patterns, and the larger social context you live in to do self-reflective work well. That's another topic to discuss at a later time. But let me digress for a bit. Growing up in a life filled with trauma, developmental, 
or also called childhood trauma, resulting in complex PTSD, then sexual assaults at the age of 12, and then again at 16, and then partner violence. My gear shift was stuck in this survival mode. I wasn't self-reflective at all in my younger years, except for those moments of divine intervention and connection, which I talk about in my book, Healing Worthlessness, Coming into Self-Love as a Trauma Survivor. With so much chronic abuse, a child and teen cannot function from a healthy space to ask good questions and be reflective about what may be possible for them in their future. They are too busy being hypervigilant. They are too busy filled with anxiety and they are too busy focusing on everyone's facial expressions and other people's behaviors so that they know when to run or hide. Anyway, the point of me saying this is, if you haven't done your work, your healing work of past traumas, whatever that may look like to you, it is really difficult to stay self-aware from a clear focal point because your patterns of habit will be the driver or motivator for all of your decisions. Your patterns were carved out when you were a young child. This well-worn path is your well-worn habits and they can be both positive and negative. For example, we can have good eating habits and good social habits, but we can also have habits that work against us, such as a self-defeating mindset or frivolous spending habits, for example. In any event, this path is well used and it's easy to go back to. It's like that well-worn path through the forest. Why would you want to grab that machete and break a bead of sweat to carve a new path? With a well-worn path, it's easy to get from point A to point B. It's quicker and it takes less effort. But if you are struggling with erratic emotions, constant doubt and confusion, a loss of self-worth, or addictive and compulsive behaviors, then maybe it's time to carve that new path. Carving a new path takes effort and time, and it's not always comfortable, but it's worth it. When I finally made the decision to make some changes in my life rather than living from a state of survival that was holding me back in that stuck state, I started to get curious about my behavior by asking questions like, why do I do the things I do? And what do I need to do to change things? With some self-awareness and asking good questions, I started my self-inquiry journey, which basically is the healing journey. By listening to what I've said, you can now recognize that you need self-awareness and self-reflection to understand how you perceive patterns in your life. But you also need self-awareness and self-reflection to understand your perception of time, especially if you perceive that you don't have enough time. But let's go back to the concept of time and look at time a little bit more deeply from a a historical perspective. To some people, they really, without a doubt, believe this lack of time to be true. And to some degree, it really may be true. Before the Industrial Revolution, most people worked either on farms or as artisans, handcrafting goods, and then selling their products. People worked hard with laborious positions but there was this thing called time. They structured their own time according to their needs and the work that needed to be done to have a home and food on the table. Over a millennium ago, we didn't have electricity. 
Our work days were shorter. We worked during sunup until sundown. After the Industrial Revolution, however, greater and greater homes had electrical power. We were able to stay up late, reading books and gathering with family, or crafting our hard artwork to sell. At the same time, during the Industrial Revolution, the clock was used to synchronize labor. This was when we transitioned into new manufacturing processes, such as water, power, and chemical plants, as well as the textile industry. As a result, hours were financially quantified because workers were clocking in and out of their jobs. This is when people started to worry about time. Whether they were wasting time, saving time, or profiting on time, productivity became our top priority. Then the new technology came out, such as computers, in hopes to support people with having more leisure time. With that, employers realized that productivity could increase significantly with new technology, meaning we as humans could get more things done when using computers. As you know, keyboards were or are more efficient, and keeping track of lists such as rosters was simplified because it decreased shuffling through paperwork. Emails were faster than postal delivery services, but with every invention, there are always unintended consequences. This is a fact we know from research. Then there was globalization when we do business on an international scale. Now we have international recruiting where businesses can hire for less, saving money and profiting more. Many people work overtime without pay to make sure they are not let go of. Some people, husbands and wives, and even older children may work two or three jobs to pay for the family. Without getting into too much history here, you can see by what I have stated that our lack of time is not simply understood. It is deeply rooted in the social, political, and economic context that we live in. So why is this important then? Because too many of us like to blame ourselves and internalize that blame or shame, saying things like, I'm a failure, I can't get it right with my time. But that is not why we were here and discussing this. Learning about this makes you more aware of how you can proceed or move forward and make better choices. Your lack of time is not simply about you as an individual. It is how our world is set up, but it can change and you can change it because now you have the power to make better decisions that work for you, your family, your life, and your vision. Too many of us like simple answers. I know, I do. It's easier. But life is more complex than defining it with one simple answer. Our lack of time could also be about being in a state of busyness. For example, busyness could be a way of avoiding something such as past emotional pain or deep questioning about the meaning of life. Busyness could be a necessity when one is working multiple jobs to pay the bills. Busyness could be seen as a badge of honor. Many businesses promote the phrase money loves speed, meaning that when you have an idea for a product or service to implement, you need to do it quickly. You need to get busy to profit from it before somebody else does. Fast food restaurants are at every corner in the urban area. 
It gives us the message that we don't have time to shop and prepare our own meals. Busyness could also mean that we are people pleasers with low self-worth or self-esteem. We can't say no. We take up more responsibilities than we can actually handle, so others don't abandon us. Busyness could also mean that you are working longer hours for your employer because you feel obligated, because you want to make sure you maintain your position. The world is highly competitive. There is the sense of fear that if I don't put in the time, even if it is on my own time, then I will get replaced. This can be true for many companies in today's world. As you can see, the question I proposed at the beginning of this episode, when did society become challenged by this concept called time, is important. If we lack time because we are always busy, how is this going to affect our health psychologically and physically? How will this lack of time affect our dreams or the legacy we want to leave behind? And how will it affect our relationships? One thing is for certain, the passing of time is inevitable, but choice is not. How serious are you going to take this concept of time? Will you make some adjustments in your current life, knowing what you know now? The hourglass analogy that many people talk about and that I'm going to share with you right now might sound a little cheesy, but it's still very relevant and easy to picture in one's mind's eye. The sand in the hourglass will continue to flow down into the lower half of the device or chamber until it is empty, whether you pay attention to it or not. Compare that with how much time you have left. Will you move through the second half of your life unconsciously, not keeping track of the passing of time? Or is self-awareness something you need to consider and do before regret sets in? What I would suggest right now, there was a lot of information that I gave you. So grab a journal, write down the coaching questions I mentioned above, and start reflecting on them today. Don't wait. Our time is limited here. It passes before our eyes. Lead your life with passion and be the best new and improved role model you can be for your children, your nieces and nephews, and the rest that are seeking knowledge, understanding, and connection. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and listening to Midlife Redesigned. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review so more women like you can find us and listen to life-changing content that we share. I'd also love to hear from you personally. Come join the conversation on social. My Instagram handle is at Desiree Lee Thompson and Facebook is at Coach Desiree Lee. You can find these links and more at DesireeLee.com. See you next time.